0: Hey, this is Irene. I've been waiting for you. Thank you for joining me, mixing it up with me right here on The Mix. You're listening to CBiz Media. Welcome, everyone. We are going to talk about um, the latest. I think it's a docu-series. It's called We Need to Talk About Cosby or Bill Cosby. So we're going to get into this um, series. I've only seen the first episode and parts of other episodes, not really in order, but I'm going to give you my take on it so far, and we're going to get into it. Uh, We need to talk about Cosby. Select episodes of this podcast are also heard on LICMC radio. Just listen in Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on LICMC.net. Would you like your content shared on LICMC Radio? Well, send us an email for info. That's cbiztv at yahoo.com. Again, you can email cbiztv at yahoo.com. So, guys, I do want to warn you there are spoilers ahead. We know Bill Cosby's life for the most part is played out on our TV screens. So we know a lot about his life. It's not some things that you can't spoil because it's happened and everyone knows. Um, and a lot of the scandal that's gone on with him, we all know as well. So we're gonna get into some more information about this documentary. Any any missing pieces, I'm gonna drop a link. In the description, if you're listening to us on the podcast, if you're listening on another format, just email us. If you'd like to get more details um, or get the link, you can email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's t and v as in victor at yahoo.com. All right, guys, so we need to talk about it. Um, W. Kamal Bell, a stand-up and TV host, he's one of the people that's behind this docu-series. And I really want to talk about the first episode mostly because that's the one I really got into. But one of my questions is, why now? This documentary came out on Showtime at the very end of January, knowing that it was going to go into February. And I just kind of don't like the idea of this coming out during Black History Month because we know that we're gonna look at not only the good, but the bad. We're gonna look at the scandal of Bill Cosby. And why would you wanna highlight that during Black History Month, where we're supposed to be celebrating our our accomplishments, the great things that go on in our community? Yes, I mean, you could think, well, we also need to look at issues in our community and things that we need to work on during Black History Month. That's That's true. But for the whole world to see, we want to, I feel that we should focus on the positive when it comes to February Black History Month. So this, this uh, series comes out right at the end of January. We know it's going to bleed into February where we're supposed to be highlighting and lifting up black people. And this comes out now. So I, for some reason, I kind of have mixed feelings on the fact that they're putting this out during Black History Month. Um, it's w kamar bell he celebrates bill cosby and if you see the first episode the whole juxtaposition is not just completely vilifying him but it's setting up the stage for why we love him the foundation for why we love him and where he came from his background and when he came out dick gregory was a popular comedian and he was in your face when it came to race issues he was not patsying around and the rat pack um, welcomed him in which we know that's frank sinatra and some other um, major stars he all they also had sammy davis jr part of the rat pack and they welcomed them in they had them do shows with them um, at their club performances and events so dick gregory was controversial yet the rat pack brought him in he a lot of doors were open due to him and his comedy and a lot of people are saying you know when i was watching the documentary and in general that comedy has to have some connection to real life issues politics things that hurt and push back a little and they were kind of complaining that bill cosby didn't and some of his early comedy did he actually Did kind of follow Dick Gregory's um lead in some ways. Uh but somehow they were wondering in in the documentary, how did he switch, just switch off from you know being a little controversial to being just everybody's nice guy that everybody loves, talking about, you know, simple things, basic things, and not really getting too deep when it comes to his comedy. So that was one of the questions asked. What made him do that turnaround? And that turnaround actually did, I believe in a way, help his career, got him into many doors. They, what they were saying, he was a safe comedian, white people could um, bring him in and not worry about any controversy or whatnot in their events or projects or whatever. So he was in a way a safe comic. And in a way, I think that did help his career. It also talks about some things he's done that everybody doesn't know. I know Bill Cosby from Fat Albert and The Cosby Show are the two main things that stick out to me. I think it was a movie called Ghost Dad. So these are things I remember like in the 80-ish realm. Um, Also, he was in the show I Spy, and that was kind of a breaking role for him during that time. Um, So in that show I Spy, he actually at that time they didn't have black people doing the stunts so Bill Cosby you know they had white people and they would actually paint them a black face type type person not totally black but they would use black makeup and make and make the um the stunt people you know to try to fit his skin tone or the skin tone of some of the other people in the show And Bill Cosby actually advocated for them to get black stuntmen to do this work. Like, what's the point of you just of coloring people? Just get actual black people to do this work. So he advocated for that. That was something that I didn't know that I thought was really awesome that he did. And again, it's the documentary plays with your emotions. It gives you a love hate scenario. And it, it definitely brings out the foundation of why we love Bill Cosby. And then it gets into some of the latter years where he does kind of, in a way, almost bash Black people and put us down and, you know, almost sounding, I know some people say almost sounding like, you know, a white conservative or whatnot. Uh, then they had some perspectives of some other younger comedians And they say, well, he sounds like every older black man talking about the young people and in a way I do agree with that but also in a way you know a lot of people and I wasn't really happy about it myself how it kind of seemed like he was bashing us and they were talking about during that time um when he was talking about us as black people and our the young people of our culture and just some of the basis of where we come from it wasn't funny you know how you know they they can take that and turn it into a comedy moment and something you can relate to it was portions of that where it wasn't funny that's well that was my problem with it It was when he had his commentary on us that it wasn't like made made light of it was just like demonizing us and putting us down and like shaking his finger at us and so they talked about that era and in one of the other episodes I saw. So I'm just kind of giving you guys a little mishmash of some of the events that really stood out to me. Then they took back to the 60s where he was really, um, I'm going to go back there, but in the first episode, the 60s, When he was really going after these women, it looked like it was a majority white women. And I was really thinking, does he have a fetish with white women? I don't know. He married a black woman. uh, But it seemed like a lot of his victims were white. And he kind of, the way that the women described it in the testimonial I saw, he kind of manhandled them he drugged them and manhandled them again it's the putting stuff in people's drinks to get them to relax or whatnot and he manhandled them and mistreated them and you know for America's dad Bill Cosby at the time he wasn't America's dad but you know he was a popular black man that you know looked like an upstanding man of of the black race and I don't know if it was some type of revenge thing. Because I kind of just got that thought in my mind. Like, why is he mostly going after white women and um, assaulting them like this? And does he have a fetish about this as well? You know, this is just my mindset, my thoughts going in my head, wondering this is not what I saw in the documentary. But just to put add the two and two together, was that an issue? Did he resent white people? Is this a way that he took out his anger on having to pin himself up and try to per, uh, portray this certain type of black person that maybe he fully was not so he took it out on these white women as well as you know um, fulfilled his whatever sexual fetishes that he may have had as well then they mention it in the time frame is the 60s it's free love I remember when they said the 60s were the time of free love. People were doing drugs. They were doing some of everything. So maybe he felt like, hey, um, these people are doing drugs anyway. Why not just give them more drugs um, and get them to do what I want? So I'm not saying that that's his mindset. I'm just saying, what if, you know, question mark, you know, especially let's say you're at a party, people are already doing drugs. Or you're hanging out with people that you know do recreational drugs. What's really that different than giving them something that they probably already took anyway and um, putting it in their drink? I'm not saying that's right at all, but I'm just saying it was that his mindset was that a lot of people's mindset during the free love era. You know, they talk about as a time where everybody's just having sex, having fun. But we don't know how many women were victimized during that time, how many women didn't want it. They make it seem like everybody was just so sexual and everybody wanted it. But I'm sure there were many women that were violated during that season and during that time. And it's just passed off as free love, passed off as we were just partying, having fun and doing drugs. And that's something that they do in rape culture anyway especially at the frat parties and whatnot. We've seen the movies. We've heard the stories. We know it in real life. When people are partying and doing drugs, this is the perfect time for them to be mishandled, mistreated, misled. So people have been doing this forever, but this was really a big time where people were doing it because I do remember in the 50s, everything was buttoned up, perfect looking, leave it to beaver, all of that. But the 60s was like a complete turnaround. People were just doing everything. And maybe he felt that entitlement to do everything. He's becoming popular. He feels like he he's in the circles with the white people. Does he feel like he's now at the same level as white men? Does he see these white men mistreating the women and just following suit, saying, well, they're doing it. I want to do it, too. I mean, these are just things that are coming up in my mind. I don't really know um, his full thought process, but I just kind of wanted to explore that. And these things are just coming out as I'm talking to you guys right now. What was his mindset during that time and what was his motives? And did the society and community make it feel more uh, comfortable to do this, easy to do this? I'm sure many white men were doing this as well in this so-called free love, 60s society. Um, the, the lady in the first episode, they gave her testimonial. I really, I do believe her. And I know this is from a woman's perspective. Dynamics are different. Because I'm a woman, maybe you think I believe her because of that. I don't know, but I just know... The way that she was telling her story, the sincerity in it, I truly felt like I believed her and I don't have a cold heart toward her at all. Of course, I know some people to me, I feel is a little too dismissive of these women saying all these white women, it's a setup. I don't think you should ever be dismissive when a woman is coming forward or a man or anyone's coming forward saying that they were abused or mistreated. You should never just dismiss people and just blanket issue everybody put a blanket statement over everyone but really honestly when I heard her story I said I believe this woman I don't know if I believe all the women and all the testimonials later in in one of the future episodes when he gets older I see that he's going after biracial young ladies as well people of different backgrounds I think it was an Asian woman so it didn't just stop at the white women. And I don't know if, again, free love, the 60s, um, a lot, of, I want, I don't want even want to say white privilege, but I do feel like it was more of a white thing. Of course, black people and other races were involved, but because white people were running the country, in a lot of cases they still are, white people were kind of ahead, the head of the 60s free love movement. I didn't really see a lot of other people of color when it came to the 60s and they talked about the free love and the drugs all i saw were white people and i'm sure other races were doing it as well it was open but i really do feel like they were the leaders of that movement at the time so later on it seems like he started to move more to women of color usually they appear to be light-skinned women And of course, his wife is also light-skinned. Just making that small connection there. But honestly, the woman in that first episode, I do believe her story. And maybe me being a woman does have something to do with it, but I do feel like it's almost women's intuition or connection that we have with each other that I believe what she said and I just don't like the way that he manhandled these women as well and it's something that just was disheartening in her story when he I think she said um, how do I after everything happened she woke up she was like how do I get home and he threw I mean I think he pointed to the phone and told her to call a cab and just left and just kind of stormed out and left and just told her to call a cab and she said thank you and that was just really sad to me after all he did to her. I don't know, maybe she thought she wasn't going to make it home either, so she was just happy that she was still there, but she said thank you to this man, this man that violated her. I feel like even when people are in high positions like that, we do have a strange complex where we kind of let our guards down and we kind of allow these people to take the lead we give them this place of power in our mind so when we actually are juxtaposed against them that they have free place to do whatever and also i think some of these predator people they go after people that seem like they will follow them or people that may be desperate i want to mention one young lady that was in the show the Cosby show she said that she was violated and still did her role a few weeks later in the show and I don't know she said she was criticized for doing that um she said but you know this is my job this is what I do I studied I worked for this so I was going to take that role and I'm not criticizing for her for that at all but um She's a young, up-and-coming actress. I believe that there was coercion there. He knew she wanted something, needed something from him. So he did what he did, and he probably suspected that she wouldn't say anything because she wanted this role and she wanted to work. Uh, So I do think predators come after certain types of people, maybe some people that seem a little meek. I think the first lady I mentioned that was Caucasian She had recently lost a loved one. And so I don't know if he preyed on that information. Um, And she may have just been down at that time. So it just is upsetting that we have predators out here that try to really groom people. And these are adult people. And you're thinking they're adults. They should know not to do this and that. But then they see Bill Cosby and they let their guard down or they see Bill Cosby and they say, well, he's such a major superstar and that's that takes over their mind. So we need to recognize predatory behavior so that we don't get stuck. It doesn't matter who this person is. This person does not have the right to violate you or disrespect you or put you in positions that you don't want to be in and this one young lady came forward and said she doesn't even remember what happened after she took a few drinks her memory is gone she just remembers waking up at home so we don't even really know fully what happened to her so this documentary with w kamal bill he celebrates bill cosby looks up to him but he doesn't back down from the charges against him he doesn't back down from the stories that these women are telling um you can even look at that young lady that was violated and she got her she still did her role you could say she was opportunist you can say she got on the casting couch and she knew what she was doing you could say that but that still makes bill cosby a predator to even put her in that position the casting couch should not exist women should not have to do this men should not have to do this i've heard that men have done this before as well depending on the situation and who the other person was so not in the bill cosby story but i'm just saying they've been on the casting couch and they may have known full well that this was going to happen and but that doesn't mean it's okay and that doesn't mean it's right for Um, them to be put in that position in the first place it's a lot to this story it's a lot to this um I can't break it down I can't give you guys the answers uh in the end Bill Cosby says he still never did anything when he got out of jail um not very long ago, he got out of jail and he s- said he was exonerated. But I don't think he was exonerated according to the reports, which I'm going to put links in the, the description or I'll email this to you if you're listening on radio. Um, again, email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's cbiztv at yahoo.com. But from my understanding, and again, you can also email me to correct me if I'm wrong on anything or also send me your comments. But um, he went for, went to trial for a civil case. And I I'm not sure if he was exonerated for that civil case or not, but they were saying, well, if you go through with the civil case, we won't press criminal charges. But they went back on their word. They pressed the criminal charges and... and he was put in jail and because they went back on their word i think that was a loophole that got him out of jail this is from my understanding um so for the i think for some reason the civil case he won but they went back and charged him on the criminal case and then he was put in jail but if i am wrong please correct me I'm gonna hold on one second. Okay, guys, I just had to do a quick fact check, and Bill Cosby, um, his civil case, he settled and paid out three point three eight million dollars. And he did admit to giving Quaaludes to some women that he wanted to have sex with. And the lady at question, I think he said he gave her Benadryl. But basically, um, he basically came forward and said he did what he did. I think w- I think in his mindset, giving them the Quaaludes was just a party thing that, that he did. And it was like they wanted to go along with it. This is what I think because he's still saying that he's not guilty. So you're giving these women drugs and you think they're willingly having sex with you after you drug them? Um it doesn't make any type of sense. It's very hard to put head head details to this story in this situation. And I think that's what this whole documentary embodies. Um how could this person do this? Did this person do this? And as we continue to watch, we'll learn more. We'll see the final conclusion. But according to Google, what I just looked up, and I'll put that in the link, he settled for $3.38 million. And usually if you settle, that means you've done something not, not always true. That's not always true. But it says that he admitted that he at least gave drugs to these women. I don't know if he admitted to the sex part, but it does say he gave drugs to the women, the quaaludes to the women that he did want to have sex with. This is a messy, this is a messy conversation. This is a messy situation. You see, I'm talking to you. I'm all over the place. I'm not really sure head details. And Bill Cosby kind of does that to you. Honestly, I feel like he's a a father figure telling you one thing and showing you another. And then you're not really sure what to Believe is Smoke and Mirrors. He's got a way to finesse the story. He's got a way to put a spin on it. Where did he really do it? Is he's leaving me with the question mark here? But Google's telling me he did it. Um, these women are saying he did it. So is that the power of somebody that has finesse? Is that the power of a predator? Is that a power of a public figure or a celebrity figure, I'll say. And do we want that power to be over our minds? We have to decide. I say at the end of the day, I decide to keep my eyes open for predatory people and predatory behavior. This is the lesson that I take from this. With whatever Bill Cosby did. And a lot of people are saying he did. And he even admits to portions of these things. The the teachable moment for us is to beware predatory behavior. Don't let celebrity, don't let people of high status in a way brainwash you and make you feel or think something that's not true. Um, Use your mind and your logic. Don't let the world of celebrity... Tell a different story when if it was just the regular guy down the street, you would see it for what it really was. I'm not here to indict Bill Cosby, um, nor am I here to celebrate him, but I'm just here to share this story, share this uh, docuseries and look at us as a community and a society of course lift up our great things that we've done that are great but see what we failed at see where we went wrong and work to correct that and that can just be personally in our own lives so thank you guys for listening to my take on this again always email me connect with me if you agree or disagree anytime email cbiztv tv at yahoo.com that's c-b-i-z TV at yahoo.com and I don't want people walking away thinking that this type of uh, America's TV dad you know this is okay for this person to be that way um, I was talking in another episode that will be coming soon that once you become celebrity once you get in those high places you have to hold yourself to a certain standard. I think some people get in those high places and they just say, they let loose. They they show the true side of what they really were all along. But you have to actually tie yourself up and tidy yourself up and clean yourself up when you are in those high positions because there's a lot at stake. And if you do fall on your face, you fall hard in front of people. And you also affect the sense of your community the sense of your world because you are a huge influence whether you like it or not on those people that have been watching you and following you so you're letting a lot of people down you're messing with a lot of people's heads with a lot of people's hearts even so you do have a high standard as a celebrity figure and a public figure on how you portray, not even in open doors, but in closed doors. People are all over social media now, and they barely have any privacy. They're sharing everything with us, probably before the paparazzi does. So now we get to see all inside of people's lives. And you have to be even more careful about what you share and what you expose. As someone recently exposed a sex tape, which I will not mention their name, but again, you have to, you have to really tighten up. People think, Oh, I'm now at the top so I can party. I can do worse things than I did before. No, actually you have to, I believe do the opposite, but we're in a time in society now where the worst things you do, the more attention you get. But honestly, I, I think it does, and I know it does. It leaves a dark mark on that person and on our society. And it just makes us a darker community and more willing to accept things that we shouldn't accept. All right, guys. Email me again at cbiztv at com. That's C-B-I-Z as in zebra, T-V as in victor at yahoo.com. Thank you. And God bless.